Hey friends, this is episode 57 of Faith Fitness Joy, how to change your mind and make it work for you. Did you know that we each have the power to change our minds? Literally, we can change the chemistry of our brains and make our minds work for us to create a beautiful life. This may sound far-fetched, but I assure you it's true. So join me in today's episode because I am providing you with the tips and tricks you need to change your mind and make it work for you. This is Faith Fitness Joy and my name is Rochelle Weiss. Are you struggling to lose weight, love yourself, and reconnect to who you truly are? Do you feel depressed, exhausted, and overwhelmed? Are you drowning under the weight of your responsibilities and obligations? Do you find yourself constantly wishing for more time, energy, and happiness? And do you seek a deeper connection to God or have a desire to grow spiritually? As a single mom working in a demanding full-time job, I felt exactly like this. I was struggling with depression and anxiety. I was exhausted and overwhelmed. I had become disconnected from myself and lost who I was. I felt like a shell of myself. I was working over 60 hours a week. I was stressed out and I was spread way too thin. I was struggling to lose weight and hated my body, which only added to my depression. I knew I had to do something and fast. I wanted to be better for my kids. Through lots of trial and error, I did find myself again. I regained my health. I lost weight. I transformed my mindset and healed myself and my soul. As an intuitive coach and energy healer, my mission is to help other high-performing moms accomplish the same, to guide them to their happiest, healthiest, highest version of themselves. Faith Fitness Joy is all about achieving whole health, health of the mind, body, and soul for high-performing moms. If you're ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, and step into the happiest, healthiest, highest version of you, then this is the podcast for you. All right, welcome to episode 57 of Faith Fitness Joy. Today, I am going to walk you through how to quite literally transform your mind to make it work for you. The main framework and steps for doing this are first, you got to become aware of what your current mindset is. Second, identify limiting beliefs. Third, change your internal dialogue. Four, use affirmations. Five, set clear specific goals and write them and speak them often. And six, align behavior to your goals and affirmations. I first learned the power of mindset many years ago when I started focusing on my body image issues. I had a very negative body image for most of my life, and it still creeps back up on me at times, and I still have to practice all of these things that I'm covering here today towards my body image at times, as well as other things, because this is, you know, lifelong work and it takes time. Now, this has taught me that this is, like I said, it's lifelong, but it does get easier and better with consistency and when you have the right tools. So as I mentioned, I've struggled with body image most of my life, and it was so bad at times that I used to actually like hit myself when I looked in the mirror um, because I didn't like what I saw. I was so frustrated with the way I looked and this you know, sort of gap in what I thought I should look like. And at the time, I didn't know that what I wanted to see in the mirror was impossible. What I wanted to see was what I saw on magazines. And I know many of us can probably relate to this. And I think it was, 
you know, years after this that I learned that, you know, they airbrush these people, they edit these photos to the point that, you know, it's not even close to what the person actually looks like. Um, but, you know, I didn't know that when I was kind of holding myself to this standard. Now, I've come to understand this is actually deliberate. The industry really needs us to hate the way we look and strive for these impossible standards because otherwise, why would we continue to buy all of their bullshit? Sorry for the language, but that's really what it is, right? It's all these supplements and pills um, that promise, you know, these magnificent results that never come, um, the expensive equipment, the magical programs that promise these results in this, you know, ridiculous amount of time. Um, you're not going to buy into that if you're, you know, if you're okay with yourself, if you're comfortable with yourself. Um, and I think they perpetuate this with some of these, you know, these standards of beauty and body type that are just not realistic, nor are they reflected anywhere in reality. But I digress. So having tried all this, these different things and having lost weight and reaching goals a few different times, I can tell you that if you don't clean up the mind, it's not going to matter what the scale says or what size you wear. I was beating myself up literally and verbally at 131 pounds when I was wearing a size eight that was starting to fall off of me. Now, this was the thinnest I had ever been. Um, I even had people telling me that I looked too skinny and that I like how much more weight did I want to lose and all these kinds of things. Yet, because my mindset wasn't right, I saw something completely different in the mirror. But this wasn't the only thing in my mind that was working against me. This was when I was in my early 20s, right? So I was still single and dating. I hadn't been married yet. Um, every time that I would go out with a guy and I didn't hear back from him, then I would turn that into proof that it was because I was too fat. It's because I wasn't thin enough. It's because I wasn't perfect enough. Um, you know, and in hindsight, it's so ludicrous, but that's what my mindset was. So I'm, you know, sure you can see how toxic this thinking was. But there was more to the paradigm that I didn't see until much, much, much later in my life. It also was translating into my work life. I was a total perfectionist. I was an overachiever. The way my mind was working, which was oblivious, which I was oblivious to at the time, was that I had to be perfect and I had to crush everything that I was given at work. There could be no room for failure or I was garbage. I was like everything bad, right? And I now understand that there were two things at play here. One, it was years of physical and verbal bullying from the time that I was young. You know, this was occurring when I was in my formative years. Um, and that is really when I think this perfectionism was born because it was kind of like my only defense against the criticism. It's like if I could be perfect, if I could do everything perfectly, then nobody can attack me. And the second thing is my job and doing well had become the one and only source of confidence that I had. And I was seeking external approval and validation through my job. Be, but consciously, right, like I thought I was just doing my job. I didn't, that's not how I was like going in every day and looking at it, right? Of course, it was just like this subconscious thing happening. Now, while this paradigm led me to multiple promotions and a steady climb up the proverbial ladder, it also led me straight into adrenal burnout. 
It deepened my depression. It amplified my anxiety. And the stress levels ultimately caused me to regain all this weight that I had spent four years, you know, starving myself and beating myself with exercise to lose. The pattern continued, right? And this went on for more than a decade until I hit my bottom after having two failed relationships that left me a single parent of three kids while working a very highly demanding, very stressful job. Um, and I was like hanging on by a thread to keep it all together. That's where I was at. I was also in yet another situation at work. And this was another pattern that had emerged over the course of my career, um, where this coworker had decided that they should be in my position instead of myself. This person, you know, they wanted to get wherever they wanted to get and they did not care who they stepped on, who they stabbed in the back, whatever. They did not care. So this person exploited the situation when I went on leave to have my youngest. And I took, you know, a whopping three months off, you know, to have a baby um, because God forbid I didn't get back to work. Right. So, you know, in hindsight, looking at this, it's like I was still in the hustle mindset. I was still like really believed that I had to put my job before everything else, including my recovery from having a baby and my children. Right. So in futility, I continued to jump back in and give it my all at my job. But this the thing was, this person and this whole situation that was unfolding was already way down the tracks. The damage was done. Like there was really no reversing this and there was really nothing in my control. It was one of these situations like if I even tried to talk to my boss about the situation, like it just made it worse. Um, so I was really just in a bad spot. Um, it felt like crap. Um, my confidence started to plummet because now like I didn't even have my job as like a source of, you know, confidence and even enjoyment because I did really thrive on, you know, like doing well at work. Um, and I've always wanted to be contributing at my job. Like I didn't like the position that I ended up in because of this whole like situation that had happened. Um, but again, um, I was also still in this toxic mindset and it made, and I made this whole thing mean something about me. But what I didn't realize then that I see now um, is that this was all a blessing in disguise because it gave me the space that I needed to finally put my health and well-being before my stupid job, right? Like that should, I'm like, now I understand now your job should never be above your health. It should never be above your family. Okay. Um, and if it is, I would suggest you look at that because I've learned the hard way why that's not right. So once again, I set out to lose weight, but this time I was driven by this desire to get myself back as opposed to just getting my body back, like pre, pre-baby body, so to speak. So through this, I learned to become aware of how I was speaking to myself. I learned that I had to love me the whole way through my weight loss journey, not just when I reached my goal. And through everything I am walking you through in today's episode, I finally learned to love my body and myself. I cleaned up my internal dialogue and refused to speak anything but love and life to myself. I started sharing this with others, speaking love and life to them to, um, as well. And each passing day, I felt better and I reached a point where I knew anything was possible. I started dreaming again for the first time in nearly a decade. Not only that, I started taking action 
toward my goals. And I really felt fearless and almost invincible. Like no matter what I set out to do, it was going to be amazing, right? So not too long after this, something happened that set me back. I had started dating again and I met someone who was insincere, but I didn't know that, of course, until after a lot of heartache. So this person, you know, he awakened something in me. I believed completely. I trusted completely that we were on the same page. And, you know, in hindsight, I really had no reason to believe otherwise because his actions were lining up with his words. Um, Everything was going well until the day that it wasn't. And um, by the time he just basically ghosted on me, it was too late. You know, the damage was done and I was just spiraling right back down into this pit. Um, And it has taken me years to completely recover from that. And I was in such a great place when I met this person. So it's it really boggles the mind at times like, you know, how did this happen when I was in this place that I was in? Um, And what I've learned from that is that, you know, I still had some things that were lurking deep down in there that needed healing and they needed to be brought to the surface. And that's what this situation did. These were things that I was oblivious to and perhaps would have never really uncovered. Things that were still, you know, running in the background and basically kind of calling the shots in terms of how I was looking at things. And if this had not been the case, I would have never attracted this person to me. Um, I understand this now, but I didn't at the time, of course. So I had to go on this deep journey inward to really understand all of this. I had to go out of my own way and allow myself to, I had to get out of my own way, sorry, and allow myself to see that this heartbreak reflected something internal. So this deepened my spiritual growth as well as my understanding of the power of the mindset. And I learned even more and discovered that, you know, our mind can destroy us or it can create um, the reality that we want. It's kind of a double-edged sword. It's one of the greatest gifts from God. um, And it's really our tool for creating the the reality that we want once we learn how to really use it and make it work for us. So let's get into how you can change your mind and make it work for you instead of against you. So now that I've shared my example of how my mindset was toxic and how it manifested some things in my life that I did not want, let's discuss how you can use your mind for the exact opposite. So how can you transform your mindset and make it work for you instead of against you? So first, like I said, you have to become aware of what your current mindset is, right? Like if you if you don't have any awareness of it, there's not much you can do about it, right? So how do you do that? Well, you look around at the external reality because this is where your evidence is. Where are there patterns in relationships, in jobs, in your income, your weight, your body image, right? Like look at all these different areas and see where you can see evidence that maybe is reflecting back to you where your mindset might not be working for you. You have to start taking stock of your current situation to see where you have some things in your mindset that are actually working against you or creating things that you don't want. Now, be honest with yourself on this, right? It's okay. None of us are perfect. Um, And looking for where your mindset may be affecting your life does not mean that you deserve bad things. It doesn't mean that you 
deserve anything that someone else does to you that's bad or anything like that. It's just showing you reflections of how your mindset is creating things and what it's creating. And so the sooner you start doing this, the sooner you can start to turn it around. I really, really wish I had learned this like 20 years ago because, oh my goodness, what what a difference it would make. So the second thing is identifying your limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are the lies or negative thoughts that essentially run the show in various areas of our life. These become evident when you start to pay attention to the evidence of your current mindset. So let's continue from the example about dating earlier, right? If I didn't hear from a guy after a date, I twisted it around to mean something bad about me. So some of the limiting beliefs and lies that I believed was, oh, it was because I was unlovable. It was because I was too fat. It's because I wasn't pretty enough. Um, And because this is what I believed, I repelled what I really wanted, um, which was a man that would love me for me, who I could love the same. So this is the same reason that I attracted all the men who eventually broke my heart, because deep down somewhere in my mindset, there were these limiting beliefs. Recognizing this, again, does not mean that I deserved what these people did to me. It's just seeing where I was attracting and bringing into my reality situations, people, um, circumstances that were reflecting how I felt about myself. So money is another great way for identifying limiting beliefs. Common examples, money doesn't grow on trees. Money's the root of all evil. People with money are greedy. People with money are shallow. Only certain types of people can be wealthy, on and on and on, right? We all have these stories and memories around money that feed our mindset or create this dominant thought paradigm about money. So some of my examples, not having designer clothes in school, right? That meant that I was not good enough. Um, Going on a date and the man, you know, insisting that we split the bill or there was even one instance where I went out with the guy and he made some snarky comment about paying for the bill. Um, And it just made me feel so small and like just not good enough. And it was such a bad feeling. Um, And then the story I heard from my dad, you know, that you have to work hard to earn money. Um, It's a struggle to earn money. Money is a struggle, those kinds of things. So and some of them could be stories or some of them could just be things that you see, right? Like I remember my dad, you know, he worked like seven days a week, um, long hours, you know, he would leave the house at seven and he'd come home almost seven o'clock. And he would do that even on the weekends. Um, And everything was hard and everything was a struggle kind of a thing. So, you know, look around for these examples in your own life and where what examples you had from your parents and stories you've heard. Um, This is going to help you start to identify your limiting beliefs so you can make a list of them. Um, You want to make a list of them because these are the the very things you want to rewrite. You want to flip them around, transform them, um, see them for what they are, which is at at the core, just a lie. It's not true. So the third thing is to change your internal dialogue, right? Okay, so it's not enough to just change your limiting beliefs. If you don't also start loving yourself unconditionally, um, which means like speaking to yourself like you would your son or your daughter or anybody else that you love, would you tell your daughter that she looks fat in her outfit or that she isn't beautiful or that she's stupid? 
Probably not. I would certainly hope not, right? So why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we say this kind of stuff to ourselves? But we do. So, you know, it's it's not just not okay for the obvious reasons, but it's also not okay because your subconscious um, takes whatever you feel, whatever you feed it repeatedly, and it runs with it. it it's neutral. It, it's not... It's not taking something and going, oh, that's a negative thought. Like, I'm going to discard that. Whatever you're telling yourself all day, every day, whatever you're thinking most of the time is what your subconscious is going to bring into reality. It will work to make it true. Um, so that's why it's really important to clean up the way we think and talk to ourselves internally. Um, and it's no wonder when you think about this and start to pay attention, it's no wonder we look in the mirror and we feel disgusted and unhappy and angry or whatever else. Um, it's not enough to just say write affirmations or write out our desires if we don't love ourselves and believe that we're worthy. So start speaking to yourself like you love yourself. Make an effort to um, and be mindful not to allow yourself to criticize yourself. And when you catch yourself doing it, flip it around into something affirming. Um Make a really conscious effort to speak nothing but love and life to yourself all day, every day. And also do this for other people. Um, it's it, not only is it great for those people in your life, but it's also helps you start to look at people differently and look at them more lovingly. Um, and you're just going to bring more of that back to yourself. So the fourth thing is using affirmations. Now, I mentioned a, mom a moment ago that affirmations are essentially useless if you don't accompany them with the belief and positive emotion, right? So this is true, um, but in order to get there, you still have to use them, right? Like, so you can't get to where you believe them un until you say them when you don't believe them for quite a while. Now, if like me, you struggled with body image issues, you want to stand in front of the mirror and say that you love your body, say you look beautiful, say you are grateful to be healthy, fit, and toned. Again, this takes consistency and frequency, um, but the idea here is we are reprogramming the brain. You spent years, maybe even decades, programming it with the negative thoughts, right? So it's going to take time to reverse it. But the point is, it can be reversed and it will reverse if you keep consistent with this. So number five, set clear, specific goals and write them and speak them often. So this is getting at how we start to bring goals and dreams into reality. This is kind of getting into how we make the mind work for us. So to do this, you first have to have clear goals, right? And you want, but you need it to be manageable. So I would suggest starting off with like one or two, um, no more than that. Maybe pick one that's a personal goal and pick one that's like a business or career type of a goal or maybe a relationship goal or something like, you know, whatever other area in your life is maybe pressing. Make the goal specific, but something that you can easily memorize and fit on a small card and start with the goal, um, start with the following wording. I am so happy and grateful now that, and then fill in the rest. The idea is to speak the goal into life um, and you want to write it out several times a day. You want to speak it several times a day um, as often as you can remember, you know, like all as I'm getting ready in the morning, doing my hair, putting on my makeup, I will repeat my goals out loud as I'm doing that um, over and over and over. 
Um, sometimes I'll speak them out when I'm driving, um, as I'm getting ready for bed at night. Um, what happens when you're doing that is you're getting it into your subconscious. Remember what I was saying a minute ago, the subconscious takes whatever we're telling it all the time and it's going to run with it and make it reality. So you want to be thinking and speaking what you want. There's a quote from Bob Proctor that I love and he says, do not think, speak, or act on anything that you do not want. Um, so in other words, keep your thoughts, your actions, and your um, words focused on your desires and your goals. So number six is to align behavior to your goals and affirmations. The last thing that I'll talk about today is how we align behavior to goals and affirmations. So as I mentioned, this starts to happen somewhat organically as you start to speak your goals consistently. But another important piece is to start embodying as soon as you get clear on the goals, right? So what does that mean? Ask yourself, who do I need to be to have this? Or what does the per what is the future version of you that has accomplished these goals? What are they thinking about? What are they doing? How are they acting? So let's say you have a goal for a certain weight, right? Like how are you dressing? What are you wearing? How do you feel when you're going out and doing stuff? You want to start showing up like that. So start dressing confidently. Start dressing um, in a way that you feel good and confident about yourself, um, where you feel pretty, where you, you know, feel beautiful, um, start doing that sooner than later. Start wearing more of the types of things you'd want to wear um, sooner than later. Um, because this is all like how you're embodying it. You're, It's sort of like an act of faith. It's an act of trust that the goal um, is going to be achieved, that you're going to accomplish it. And you will with all of these, you know, actions coming into play at the same time. So achieving your goal usually requires you to change, right? So the version of you that has accomplished the goal is different than the person you are today as you're starting out. Um, and so this is how you kind of make that jump. It's called quantum leaping. This is how it's done. You start acting like the future version of you that has the goal accomplished, Um and that's what starts to bring it to you sooner because, again, you're, you're embodying the, the new version of you that has it um, versus like sort of wishing for it, if that makes sense. So um, some of the other questions you can ask yourself to help with this, um, and you can journal this too. Journaling it out is a really helpful way to do this because you can really kind of get a clear idea. Um so start thinking and imagining what is that new version of you like? Um, how does she speak? How does she act? How does she dress? How does she carry herself? How does she feel now that she's got this goal accomplished? Um, so those are some of the things to work through. So this is how you can not only change your mind, but also make your mind work for you. So I really hope um, that you have found this helpful and I hope you will lean into this work um, and give it a try because it really is life-changing. Um, 
And also I am an intuitive coach and energy healer. And this is something that I'm very passionate about helping other women and moms with. Um, I have a, a six month coaching program coming out soon. It is called Phoenix Rising Initiation. Um, and it's going to include a lot of the things I talk about in the in this podcast, helping you reach your weight loss and health goals, helping you reach um, transforming your mindset and helping you with some of the energy healing um, and inner healing work that needs to occur to help because it all works together. Um, and you kind of need all three of those things, right? The mind, the body, and the soul. Um, so um, just keep your eyes out for that. And in the meantime, you can also work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I also do private sessions um, and energy healing as well. I have a couple programs available that are more focused just on the energy healing. So if you would like to work with me, you can contact me at Rochelle at faithfitnessjoy.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E at faithfitnessjoy.com. Um, I'd also really love to see you in my free private Facebook group. Um, I offer a lot of great free content in there. I do master classes in there sometimes. I also do um, weekly channeled guidance, weekly channeled Q&A, monthly channeled guidance, uh, workouts, all kinds of things. So would love to see you in there. It's also called Faith Fitness Joy. Um, so check it out on Facebook and just request to get in. Love to see you in there. Um, and I'm going to include the link to that group in the description for the episode. All right, friends, that concludes today's episode. I would love to hear from you. So please share your thoughts in the comments. And if you find this helpful and want to continue the pursuit of faith, fitness, and joy with me, please like and subscribe. And also don't forget, you can check out the blog at faithfitnessjoy.com. All right. Thanks all. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on Instagram or Facebook. Check out the blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.